Hello guys and welcome to the first ever episode of the Two Reds podcast. Joining me Rajul is Atharva and we both are avid Premier League watchers. We are here to talk about the football all over Europe, specifically the Premier League. So since this is the first episode, we think it's a good idea to run down the Premier League table and talk about each team briefly and share our opinions on them. So here we are, a Manchester United fan in Rajul and an Arsenal fan in me bringing to you the Two Reds podcast. Now, at the bottom of the Premier League table in 20th is Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest have had a very interesting window. So, when they came up in the Premier League, I personally thought of them to be the underdogs, a Sheffield United-esque club, which would really fight hard, not based on individual talent, but more as a team. I expected a lot of cohesion between them. But considering the amount of summer signing they have had, it's it was always going to be a difficult uh, window for them. A difficult no, it was going to be a difficult uh, start to the season. It'll take some time until the players can find some chemistry together, and I feel that the position of the club is quite representative of uh, its performances on the pitch. Last week game week, however, they did win a very commendable one nil victory against Liverpool, but that was that slight glimmer of hope in what has been a truly disappointing season so far. Yeah, they have had a very horrid start to the Premier League this season. Nine points from 12 games played, a possible of, what, 12, 36 points? Only nine of them. I mean, I get they are a championship team who have just come up to the Premier League. It is going to be hard, as you said, for them, assuming the amount of signings they have done in this summer transfer window. It will take time for them to gel together and, you know, start getting those points. Last year was amazing for them, according to me. They played really well against Liverpool. And, I mean, defensively, they were solid, I think, last week. And, yeah, offensively, they got that one chance. They did well, finished it. And I think it was amazing from them. Um, But, yeah, they really need to, like, get better overall if they want to, like, survive in this first first ever season for them. 19th, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves have had a very uh, interesting start to the season as well. For the past few years, we've been we've kind of gotten used to them uh, sitting in that top half of the table, somehow competing for your Conference League, Europa League places. However, this season, it just hasn't gone well. They just haven't scored enough goals. And when you're looking at five goals from 12 matches, that is really abysmal. And uh, Jimenez hasn't fired. Diego Costa still hasn't had a goal. And overall, I feel like that midfield is really good. If you're looking at um, Ruben Neves, these are quality players, uh, Jao Moutinho. But then when you're contrasting that with an attack that really isn't there, Gonzalo Guedes, the signing hasn't worked at all, I personally feel like. And they have rightly sacked Bruno Large a few game week backs. And they're going to stick with the caretaker manager till the end of the season. I personally don't see how Wolves um, have a good season. And... To me, I think they're going to do, go down. Yeah, I don't think they'll go down though. I think they have had a poor start to the season. They've been horrible at home and away from home. Especially away when you just take in the fact that they lost to Crystal Palace 2-1. Then they have lost to the likes of Chelsea at Stamford Bridge 3-0 as well. It's been a horrible start to the Premier League this season for Wolves. Considering a club which have been like which arguably fight for Europe every season, they don't, they don't get it. But they are always like really close. But for them, this has been a very bad start to the season. They have they have been like defensively solid last season. I remember them with um, Conor Cody and um, Kilman. Everybody they were amazing last season. But then this season, this it just hasn't worked out for them defensively and offensively. They have always been poor, according to me. Raul Hernandez is, is getting old now. It's just not going to work for them. They need to like find a replacement, I think, up top for the striker position. They have got Diego Costa, but again, I think he's just old. They can't have those old people in there. It's not just gonna it's just not gonna work. It really isn't. You know what they need? They need an Eddie Enkitia. <laughs> they don't. I mean, to be fair, that could work out. It that could, could really I, work. That that really could work out. Yeah, that yeah. I think that's a really good shout. Young I think he's yeah, good. Adja, he brings really a work. bit of yeah. energy to that lackluster deadwood of what side that Yeah, I, anyway, I get that point. Yeah, 18th, Leeds United. Leeds have had a very um, Leeds uh, start to the season. There has been a lot of energy shown by Jesse Marsh. The team uh, looks together. There have been really impressive performances, such as the Leeds victory over Chelsea, the 3 0 victory. 
that i watched that game and it was a brilliant performance from leeds leeds have troubled us as well uh, when they faced the arsenal that 1-0 game it showed me everything to show that leeds this leeds side is very well capable this leeds side can truly challenge the big boys at times however they just haven't picked up enough points now when you're looking at the premier league table 9 points from possible 11 yes they do have the game in hand over leicester city who are sitting in at 17th and we'll get to later but there's just something lacking in this leeds united side they i don't know what it is but it feels like jesse marsh just needs to be tactically a bit more flexible he can't keep playing this counter attacking football only he has to find a way to get points against the weaker teams and i do think this all is going to come together eventually good and perhaps in the second half of the season we'll see a better change and a bigger change yeah leeds really had a very good first season in the premier league i think it was two seasons ago when they were promoted from the championship after winning the championship they were amazing they finished for 10th or something in the very first season patrick bamford was amazing calvin phillips was really good he broke into the england england 11 at that point and i mean getting into the second season which was the, which was the last season they had a few injuries nearly survived like relegation on the on the very last day Adelin Road as well, but so yeah, very difficult last season. Patrick Bamford I think was injured too for the majority of the season, along with Calvin Phillips, the two the two most important people in those in the eleven. This season again hasn't been a poor start for them. I think um, yeah, they really need to improve. The new manager Jesse Marsh, I think he can, he is capable. The only issue is the he's American, so people don't trust him a lot. Let's see what he can do. I think he's capable of. getting them higher up maybe like mid table 13 to 12 that is possible still this season 16th less 17th leicester city leicester city have had an abysmal start to the season they were bottom of the league for a while however recently though they have uh, racked up quite a few impressive victories a 4-0 defeat a 4-0 4-0 victory to wolves away Uh, at the Molineux is always a great result. A two-nil victory against Leeds at home, a nil-nil draw against Palace. So these are three really impressive performances for Leicester City, and you can see a cohesion. Ward, Danny Ward, he had a, a terrible start to the season. However, now slowly, slowly, he's taking up clean sheets. He's picking up clean sheets in a row. I think that's three game weeks where he has gotten a clean sheet, and he has been really good. and uh, yes they didn't they haven't made any signings and also they've decided to stick by brendan rogers but i do think leicester city is slowly having good momentum and um, they have conceded 24 goals which is i think the most in the premier league so far i think barring bournemouth of course so but apart from that even though they have conceded 24 they've still scored 21 you have madison you have daka these are quality quality footballers And Leicester City, I feel, should be higher up the table, and I do think with a few game weeks heading into the World Cup, they would be a couple of spots higher. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester! Oh, what a horrible start to the season! Winless in the first seven games, only a only a single draw in the first seven games, or of a possible twenty-one points, they picked up only one. That was a horrible start. But looking at them right right now, they really have become. Quite better when you compare them to the start of the season. I think when I saw them against United, they were decent. The thing is, they always smack us somehow. But this time, I think at the King Power, they could just couldn't do it. And I mean, I'm happy I'll take it. But yeah, they haven't been great defensively. Letting go of Casper Schmeichel, not signing a bar, not not signing like a top keeper, getting Everson. That just that 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 didn't work out. Starting what doesn't make sense to me earlier on. Now he's he's getting better, yeah, but is it too much of an upgrade? It really isn't. They need a new keeper, according to me, and a few new defenders. The backline is getting old. They need a few new defenders. Let letting go of Fofana too. It's just it hasn't worked out for them. Recently, they are looking good now. They have defeated Wolves four nil at the Molineux, two nil win against Leeds at home. I mean, those are two good results, two clean sheets as well, back to back. They had another one against Palace in the nil-nil draw, so three consecutive clean sheets. That's that does look good, but then they have to improve now. They have to be like much, much better against the tough teams, the big teams rather. So yeah. Sixteenth, Southampton. 
uh, where do we get about Southampton? Southampton is just one of the teams we don't hear about them much in the news. They're just there. They flirt with the relegation zone, and for a, for many years now they've escaped it. Southampton, um, they have had a really bad, mediocre start. I wouldn't say bad because I think the aim for Southampton is to uh, avoid the drop, and currently the six sitting at sixteen and they're avoiding it, right? I think one impressive performance for them was against, obviously, Arsenal, where I do feel in the second half they were absolutely electric. Um, it's a very uh, cohesive side. There are not many individually great um, players there. But I do think Ralph Hasenhautl is a great manager. And I f- first of all found it disdainful that the Southampton fans were singing he's going to get sacked in the morning just a couple of weeks ago. He's a top-level manager, and I do think that if there is one way that Southampton are going to avoid the drop, it's because of him. And a great result for them against the table toppers, and hopefully they can carry this form forward and just carry on what they're doing. Southampton, another poor team, poor start of the Premier League. I mean, they haven't been that bad, though. They have been decent against Southampton, so I can't really sort of, you know, go after them in a way because they aren't that part of a team. I mean, I mean they are bad. I mean, they you don't expect them to finish in the top, do you? I don't think anyone does. So, yeah, they've always been surviving the Premier League by the skin of the teeth. I mean, I think they'll do it again. But then, this needs to improve their performances. They have been well against Arsenal, though. One all draw. I think he's... I think Atwa will be fuming about that. But, yeah, that was a good result, I have to say. The last three Premier League games, they have picked up a total of what from five points that's pretty good according to me and they they won against Bournemouth, drew against west ham and drew against arsenal those are three good results according to me so yeah that really is good from them 15th villa aston villa now stevie g just really couldn't get this club together you're looking at results that are abysmal i after every game week, I could hear the roars of Aston Villa fans begging for him to be sacked. And I, he's a quality manager, a good player, but he just couldn't get it right. There's no energy, there's no passion when he talks. He talks in a monotonic voice, which is not representative. And just as we are recording this podcast, um, news had come earlier in the day that Unai Emery is the new manager. And honestly, that's a brilliant decision. If they can back Unai, Unai is a top, top level manager. He is a top six a club manager or even better I am a big fan of Unai Emery and I do think this club is going in the right way and talking about the right way they have just defeated Brentford at home 4-0 they smashed Brentford at home I think within 15 minutes did the first three goals come it was Danny Ings return where he scored two Ollie Watkins scored a goal and everyone's FPL nightmare or dream Leon Bailey also managed to get a goal so things are looking significantly better for Aston Villa and um, I do think they can climb up the table real quick. I think last season we saw how Newcastle climbed up the table immediately after Eddie Howe. Uh, and I think uh, this could be very similar. Yeah, Aston Villa. I mean, I think they ha- we had like a high, we had a lot of expectations from Villa this season. We just I saw a few people they were like, expecting them to like finish in the top half, finish the like finish seventh, eighth, get a European spot. I don't know how. I wasn't thinking in the first place. I mean, I don't think they will right now to be fair looking at the firm. They have got a new manager in, in Unai Emery and honestly, that does scare me. As a Man United fan, he has beaten us like what, twice in the European competitions now against Sevilla in the semi-finals of the Europa League and in the final against Villarreal, he has beaten us again. So, yeah, I honestly, I'm scared of him personally yeah, and I don't know how they will perform with him. Is it a good signing? Uh, is it a good manager signing? I think so. Because I think he'll work out for them. I've seen the likes of Mark Goldbridge say on Twitter um, that he will not work out. I don't think that's the case. I think he will work out. And if he does, they, he could really pose a threat to the top teams. Personally, Villa could go to... like Villa could actually, at their own home ground, defeat economy big teams. They really could. Like a team like Chelsea or team like Spurs. They really could defeat them. I think they have that um, power in them. And the recent result against Brentford was, was amazing at Villa Park. They won 4-0. That's amazing. Especially after Stevie G getting sacked. That really is amazing from them. So yeah, let's see where they go now. 
I mean, if you have to talk about a big result, one result that I've always said that defines Unai Emery's career uh, has been the two legs against um, Liverpool, I think. The semi-final, was it, last year? Yeah, yeah. I think those those were two brilliant performances and Villarreal showed that they could hang in there with the big boys and that was Unai Emery masterclass. So, I think say that he's not a good enough manager for Aston Villa, which are 15th in the league, is atrocious. It's preposterous. I agree. They had a really good run in the Champions League last season. Only falling out of Liverpool in the semi-finals, that too, to the keeper's mistake. I mean, yeah, it, it is heartbreaking. But then again, I, I don't think they would have won it personally. But that's still a very good run for them. They defeated Bayern, I think. Um, yeah, yeah Bayern. Bayern yeah. to get into that, which is they really, held on. They were really good. Yeah, I think it was one game followed by nil-nil, which is yeah, a yeah. really Something good result like for Villarreal. Exactly. They so really Aston held on. Looks a lot better now. It looks significantly better. Agreed. Fourteenth, we have Bournemouth. I think this is one of my one of the biggest shocks of the season. Bournemouth have been absolutely phenomenal since Gary O'Neill has taken over. Uh, that was a nine nil. It was a very topsy turvy uh, season for them. Like so far, you have that nine nil defeat against Liverpool, and that nine nil defeat is usually the uh, it usually marks the end of a manager's run, and that's exactly what happened for. Um, Scott Parker, was it? Yeah, Scott Parker. Scott Parker got sacked in the morning. Yeah. And uh, the caretaker manager, Gary O'Neville, has done really well since then. He was unbeaten for a very long time since that 9-0 result. However, recently, things have fallen off. They have uh, only managed about five points in the last five games, which is not bad for Bournemouth at all. But they were looking really sharp before that. And 14th, I think all Bournemouth fans, the Cherries, should be really happy. Yeah, Bournemouth, they have a really small home stadium, don't they? I think it's around, what, 15,000 capacity? I think somewhere around that. They have a really small home stadium, but then again, they've done so well this season. Up in 14th, that's amazing for a team who just came up from the championship. Especially after like losing to a team like Liverpool 9-0, still being so high up in the table, 14th. I know it's not that high, but for a team like Bournemouth, that's amazing, personally. And yeah, they have fallen out recently in the Premier League, they haven't got a lot of points, but I think they have decent fixtures coming up. They could get a lot of points before the World Cup. Let's see where they go after that, but yeah, they could really do well. Let's see. Next, we have Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Um, It's been one of those seasons, you know. I spoke about Nottingham Forest, about how the performances reflect their positions. This one team that whenever I've watched them play, they have played really well. And somehow the results just haven't gone their way. If you're looking, if you're looking at the side with the likes of Olise, you're looking at the sides of Eze, you're looking at the side likes of uh, Zaha, uh, Anderson at the back, Guehi, Mitchell, Guatia. This, this, this is a beautifully made uh, team, and you obviously have a really great manager in Patrick Vieira, which I also have a bias towards, uh, but that's fine. Uh-huh. Understandable, though. So yeah, it's understandable. A really good team. It's a really good team. They have played well. Somehow they've just not. Are they just are not able to string the results together? And I do think they have a game in hand over a few teams. If they win the next game, they'll probably uh, leap into the top half of the table. So I feel like uh, by the end of the season, we'll get a better view. This could be one of those seasons where I do think Crystal Palace can break into the uh, top, like top half of the table. However, if you're looking at the recent result, the last result, uh, it was a horrible performance by them. 3-0 battering to Everton um, at Goodison Park is just not acceptable. But let's see how this goes for Crystal Palace. Yeah, they have had like a mediocre season. I don't know how to <clears throat> compare from Crystal Palace's terms. I mean, it is decent for a mid-table team, but they could do so much better with that strike force of Eze, Olise, as I said, Zaha, Eduard. They could do so. They could do so much better there. I mean, yeah, they really need to like get better from defensive from de- defensive point of view as well. Losing three to Everton, as you just mentioned, <clears throat> that really isn't great. Um, for people like Mark Guehi, who's been who's who is a shot for the World Cup, that really isn't a good result for him. But yeah, I think the start of the season decently. They lost to Arsenal in the first very first game. I think that I was really happy about that. But yeah, and they drew Liverpool one all after that. That is a really good result at Anfield too. So, Sat was decent after, and then they 
there'd be Aston Villa, but then yeah, recently they have sort of fallen out in a way. It's been mediocre. I don't know. It's, there is no clear pattern in that game. I don't know. But yeah, let's see what they can do. After that, we have Everton. Now, this has been an absolutely fantastic season for Frank Lampard and uh, Everton. I think after what would have been their worst season in years, uh, where they were going to get relegated and just barely survived, I think Frank Lampard has done an incredible job. Uh, the signings of Conor Cody and Tarkowski, who I feel either of them could make a shout as one of the best defenders in the league so far, currently for basing it on form. Both have been absolutely phenomenal. And boy, oh boy, Evobi. Uh, Evobi has transitioned, transformed himself and transitioned into a beautiful midfielder. I think this is a very similar story to Joel Linton, except I didn't think Evobi had it in him. As an Arsenal fan, I wasn't the biggest fan of Evobi. And yeah, he's doing really well. I think he got the man of the match last week. And Everton looked good. Everton looked good. 12 12th position is really good for them. They have picked up only 6 points over the past 5 game weeks, but then that's fine. I think for a club, for Everton right now, it's just to show promise. It's just to continue the work of Frank Lampard. And I think so far, so good. Yeah, Everton have had a really good season when you compare them to last time. Like, Paris, like, surviving again. I think, what were the 17, 16 last season? Frank Lampard has had a very good season this time around recently they have been they haven't been that great they've only got yeah barely six points in the last five but again they have played newcastle spurs and united in the last five so yeah that um manu game though that was really difficult for me to watch personally after the evobi goal i think it was that was such a good goal from him casemiro like i think made a mistake and he just uh, ran and curled it and that was such a good goal but they couldn't hang on and we didn't end up winning. I'll take that. But yeah, recently they haven't been that poor. 2-0 lost to Spurs. I mean, that's still not as bad as it could be. 1-0 lost to Newcastle, still decent. They could be much, much, much worse. And a 3-0 win against Crystal Palace. That's amazing, according to me. That really is amazing. At home, really good result. The next team we have is Brentford. Brentford at 11th place. Uh, again, it's just one of those. Brentford, Everton, Crystal Palace. Uh, all the teams here crammed together are very similar, I feel like, for Brentford. There has been one main man up top and his name is Ivan Tony. This guy uh, could genuinely uh, be a top striker and I would love to see him at Arsenal personally. Um, he would. He is really, really good. It must be a nightmare for me personally. He's got so many yeah. points for Tharwa's team. He's really sent to me in the FPL. But yeah. He is one of those. He's not a differential, but he is really... He's not the first name on everyone's team. And while everyone has been going uh, about going on about Mitrovic, and he has played obviously really well, we have to recognize Ivan Tony here. He's been absolutely brilliant. He has got eight goals. And that's the fourth highest number of goals in the uh, Premier League as of right now. And he's just looking really good. And I feel Brentford, um, the main reason why they are so high in the Premier League table is mainly due to him. Yeah, I do agree that. I do agree to that. He has been amazing. Really good striker up top. Yeah, he just is an amazing player. In 11, Brentford, I mean, I think that's good for them. They could be much, much, much lower. But then I think 11th is a really good place for them to be to be there right now five draws though out of the 12 games i mean if they could maybe like a win of win a few of them that they would be much much higher but then i think five draws is a lot of draws man just three wins out of 12 when you look at that it is scary for team like brentford but then yeah i guess those side draws did help them in that case but only if they could be wins that would have been so, so much better for them next we have west ham uh, West Ham now, uh, I think they were uh, on the brink of like, I think they were 20th, right? For a very long time in the league. Yeah, uh, a very poor cool start. Yeah, it was a really terrible start. And even the Hammers themselves were telling or were asking David Moyes to get sacked, which is horrible to say to a man who has brought dignity back to the club. I think West Ham are slowly uh, starting to put it together. Uh, Fabianski has been absolutely brilliant for me in FPL. He has gotten, I think, three clean sheets in a row, which yeah. is really good. Uh, for me, but yeah. 
the defense is shaping together along with the attack as well, right? And you had Zuma, didn't you? And then you sold I him. I did have Zuma. I sold him last week or something against Liverpool. And he just went on a score and got a clean sheet. And I saw it happen. I saw the match. I saw it happen. It was so painful, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, that's how FPL works. But yeah, I think West Ham have had um, a really good comeback considering how bad the start was. Yeah, they really had a very poor start. I think, what, four points in the first six games? That's horrific. Losing to Nottingham Forest in the very second game of the season. Then going on and losing to Brighton. And then again, they finally like won against Villa. But then really poor start still. They drew against Spurs, lost to Chelsea. Yeah, that really is a bad start from them. But after the Everton game, they were just so good. 2-0 win against Wolves, 3-1 against Fulham. A draw against Southampton, barely lost against Liverpool, won against Bournemouth recently. That is really good. They are what, yeah. If you just take the Liverpool game out of it, they are unbeaten in the last five or something. That really is good from them. Last four, if you just take the Liverpool game out, that still is good for them. But yeah, they need to get a bit better if they want to push for um, a European spot again this season. They are in the Conference League, I believe. That will make it harder for them to get a European spot. We saw what what happened to them last time when they were in the Europa League. They did fall out. They eventually did, what, lose to a team in the last se- in the very last game and got the Conference League spot because I think uh, we lost to Everton and then and then West Ham lost to, to one of the teams and they barely got Conference League. They could have got Europa League only if they won that match, but they, they didn't. So, yeah, it has been hard for them. Let's see where they can go from now. Uh, after that, in ninth place, we have Brighton. Uh, Brighton's um, whole season so far, the 11 games they have played, has been a story of two halves. One half has been of brilliant, exhilarating football, uh, coached by Graham Potter, who, is, who, in my opinion, is absolutely brilliant. At one time, they were third in the Premier League, if I'm not wrong. Things looked so good for them. I thought they could even fight for Conference League, surely finish in the top half. But as things happened, Graham Potter moved away, and now they had a new coach in the Zerbi. The Zerbi um, previously was from Shakhtar Donetsk and uh, he is very he's known from his attacking style from what I've heard but we really haven't seen it. They've gotten very few goals in the past few matches. Uh, they've only gotten two points from the last five and uh, the goal drought as well has been really terrible. They did score against Man City though and uh, they outpossessed Man City which is a very big feat of its own but prior to that they didn't have a goal in the past three games prior to the City one. So, I don't know how things look like for Brighton. It's one of those things that I think by uh, the World Cup, I do expect them to fall off a couple of places and perhaps drop um, to the lower half of the Premier League table. Yeah, they had a really good start beating us 2-1 at Old Trafford. That was very painful to watch. But then again, a really good result for Graham Potter. He has smashed us in the last two games. He smashed, uh, if you just take the Chelsea game out of the equation, for Brighton at least, he defeated us 4-0, I believe, at the Amex um, last season. And then 2-1 against us in the st- in, at the very start. They had a very good start. They got a draw against Newcastle next up. They beat West Ham. They beat Leeds. And then they started to lose a bit, win a bit. It was like, they were, there wasn't a pattern in, the, in their game. And after the point where Graham Potter left, we got Deserbi. I think he had a really good start as well to the Premier League. Recently losing to Man City, even though they scored, I mean, I think that's great for them. Scoring against City isn't easy. They have a really good defence, but yeah, they should have won the game against Forest. But I think it is what it is now. They can't really fix that anymore. But yeah, they still have played well. They have played good football. They could really be higher up though. Eighth, we have Liverpool. This is the biggest surprise so far for casuals. Liverpool, eighth place. Something doesn't feel right about this. And uh, and to be honest, they have just performed as an eighth place team. Or even worse, to be honest, it's not been good for them. It really hasn't. There have been so many defeats for Liverpool, which we're not used to. Just take the Nottingham Forest game, for example. Losing to a promoted side 1-0 is just not acceptable from the standards. Trent Alexander-Arnold has been horrific in defence. Uh, a defender who doesn't know how to defend, what is the point of him, in my opinion? And Van Dijk just doesn't look the same Van Dijk of two or three seasons ago. I think that Van Dijk is has is gone. And Joe Gomez is not ra- reliable. 
Robertson again looks like a shadow of his former self. The midfield issues are persistent. Salah hasn't gotten scoring in the Premier League yet to a consistent basis. Uh, the only two, pos- two, three positives I could say here are Darwin Nunez does look good. Whether people like to criticize him or not, I think Darwin Nunez has been a good signing. Uh, Roberto Firmino has played well in uh, the few appearances he's had. Luis Diaz looked really good, but obviously he's also out injured now for a while. So it's just been one of those seasons. It just hasn't clicked. They need reinform- reinforcements. The window couldn't come sooner enough for them. They need some blood into this team. They need some energy into this team. Um, yeah, they really need to bank more on younger players such as Harvey Elliott and perhaps sign better players. I personally think Jude Bellingham could be a brilliant signing for them. But again, this is fantasy land. So apart from that, I do think a top four would be considered a really great finish for Liverpool. And I don't even know if they'll get that. There easily have been uh, so many teams better than them, more deserving than them. Yeah, I think the only issue in the Jude Bellingham signing is that they don't spend a lot. And they simply will have to if they want Jude Bellingham. Because we have the likes of United interested in them, Liverpool obviously. I think City were interested in, in him too. So they will really have to go big for him if they want him next summer. I don't see it happening personally. I just can't. They will need a lot of money for that. But let's see where they go from there. They had a very... Awkward start of the Premier League, two all draw against Fulham, one all draw against Palace, and then the loss to us two one at Old Trafford. Counter counter attacking football at its finest. Personally, Marcus Tash was amazing in that game. Van Dijk was horrible, and yeah, just just hasn't been their season. Signing a midfielder in Arthur Mello didn't work out for them. He has been injured, but even when he gets fit, is he going to be that great? Is he going to break into the Liverpool midfield in the first place? I don't know. I really don't see them finishing higher than fourth this season. Fourth at max, to be fair. Yeah, I agree with you that completely. I really don't think there's much way for Liverpool. They could perhaps pull off a Europa League spot and they should be happy, personally. Agreed. Moving on, next club we have is Fulham. Um, wow, uh, Fulham have been really exceptional. I think what Fulham have done here is a phenomenal work. Marco Silva has really led this team well. Mitrovic has led this team well. But then, uh, usually when we talk about Mitrovic uh, and uh, with this Fulham side, we forget to talk about the other players in Fulham. There have been some really brilliant performances. I think Reed has been one of the standout players and the summer signing of Palinia. He looks like this he's uh, one of the best signings of the summer so far. Paulinha has been absolutely brilliant whenever he has played. And Fulham have gotten many great results. I think recently they uh, defeated Leeds 3-2. Along with that, they defeated Aston Villa before that. There was a draw to Bournemouth here and there. But then overall, you're looking at this team and you're thinking that this is a really good team. I think uh, one, one Fulham match that I've watched that very closely was obviously the Arsenal one when we faced them at Craven Cottage. They were really good. We couldn't find a breakthrough for like majority of the game. And it took a last minute, or more or less last minute header and a deflected goal for us to win past, to for us to win against them. That is a testament to Fulham and Fulham have been really good. Yeah, they had an amazing season so far. Seventh in the Premier League, I believe. Yeah, that's amazing for them. Personally, good start against Liverpool, two all draw, nil nil against Wolves. Then they were against Brentford, barely lost to Arsenal at the Emirates. And yeah, it's been a good start from that. Mitro, which has been amazing. He always came up to the Premier League and he always failed. But this season he has been amazing. An amazing FPL asset for me to have as well. Pereira has been decent from Man United. I personally didn't like him that much. So I'm happy we sold him. He wouldn't have played in our team any which ways. But yeah, he has been amazing at, um, at uh, Fulham. He really has been good. Um, linking up with um, Metro, which has it has been amazing, but let's see where they can go from here. They could, I think, finish mid table, tenth, eleventh. That would be amazing for them personally. Even surviving would be brilliant. But then tenth, eleventh is what they would, what, what they should be hoping for now. In sixth, we have Manchester United now. Uh, United. Sixth does seem low for United's aspirations, but if you are looking at it, they have they only sit uh, three points off third, which is Tottenham, and they have a game in hand. 
and um, basically because of this i do think that they are going to climb up they're probably going to win the next game and they're going to climb up the table i think the next game is with um is with um, west ham yes i think so it's with west ham yeah at home so west ham i do expect them to win and they'll climb up the table for sure united um i'll personally let you talk more on united but from what i have heard i have seen um it's been a good uh, it's been a good uh, recuperation last season was horrible they have restored some dignity uh, united when we played to them they were the, they were not the better side but then let's say that they were the more clinical side they still got the three points still got the three points yeah they deserve to win they take that yeah any day they deserve to win things are looking good um the ronaldo drama is distasteful but i think ten hag has shown that he's a top level manager and i do think within a few seasons united will be back up the table uh, as ten hag gets gets more time yeah we did have a very bad start losing against brighton at home and then brentford 4-0 away that was horrific i wanted to cry personally after that and and we had liverpool next week at old trafford i was just ready for another loss to be fair but then the surprising result he i think the, that's the first match where he dropped maguire and ronaldo and he played rafa varan and martinez in the middle and i think was rashford leading the line for us i don't remember exactly but yeah that was an amazing game for us. 2-1 counter-attacking football. Really good defensively. Yeah, that was amazing. Then we had a 2-1 wins against Southampton and Leicester. And then the big game against Arsenal where we beat them 3-1 at Old Trafford. That was an amazing result personally. We did play counter-attacking football. But in the end, it just worked out for us. That was the key for, for us to win. Then came the City game. The horrific game. 6-3 loss. That was just bad. Straight up bad. Defensively... We were poor. We lost Varane after four uh, four goals. Oh, he really is injury prone. I really don't like that fact about him. He's injured again now. When we drew against Chelsea, that was a very good game too. I think we dominated Chelsea yet again, and we we barely got a draw. But I think we should have won that game. But whatever. He got injured again in that game, and that looks like a long term injury. I think from what I'm hearing, he won't play for United until after the international break i mean the world cup sorry and um i think he will miss a f- um, the first game at least for france maybe the second one as well he'll come back for the third group stage game but let's see where he goes from there and yeah i think for us now it'll be lindroff and martinez at the back i don't know how well they'll do i think they haven't well in the past but then i don't want to you know back martinez and lindroff but let's see what they do personally let's just see where we go now uh, in fifth place now we have Chelsea. Chelsea are uh, currently one of the most informed sides in the league. Graham Potter has been doing wonders. Uh, before that, Tuchel it just wasn't working for him. But Graham Potter, my God, he is such a good manager. He's a top-level manager and he's showing it. Uh, the signings have been questionable. I don't think Fofana is worth 80 million. Uh, he's a worse Saliba to say something in my opinion <laughs> that's one way of putting it yeah yeah he's a worse saliba and 80 million is just not it's just not acceptable uh sterling again it's do you want a 30 year old winger is he 30 ish i think i think he's around yeah, somewhere somewhere around that. yeah somewhere so you don't really that. want a 30 year old winger there when you have better players in their depth his pace is amazing. His pace is, is so But good. what is the output from him? We haven't seen output in weeks now. It's like a worse Marcus Rashford in a way. Okay, no. I'm going to get slandered for that. I'm going to get slandered for that. But That yeah, didn't work. True. That didn't work. I'm going to get slandered, but it's true. No, he's, it really he's a is better Marcus Rashford. Let's put it nah, that way. Mark... Okay, fair enough. Um, I think Aubameyang as well. It's, it's, it's a very short-term solution. So, it just overall, I feel like the squad isn't as good as the results are happening. And I think so far, Graham Potter has been doing wonders. I think Mount has been really good under him. Koulibaly has been really good. And obviously, Kepa has been absolutely phenomenal. There have been a few occasions where they have literally uh, scraped out the point. They've grinded out the result. So, I do think they'll eventually fall off a bit. And I'm still doubtful whether they'll actually get into the top four or like stay in the top four at the end of the season because obviously there are two big boys in the form of United and Liverpool which are not there in it and they themselves are fifth currently because of one team that is leapfrogged them 
However, if they win their next game, uh, they will go above um, both Tottenham and Newcastle. So again, it's more like time will tell us how good Chelsea really are. Yeah, they did have a okay start to the season. Not that great. Lost against Leeds 3-0 in the very third game of the season. Yeah, that was horrible. At, at Ellen Road, I get that. But still, come on. You've got to defeat Leeds. They have a very bad defense. Couldn't even score a single goal. I mean, it is what it is. But then, um, I think Tuchel was sta- uh, sacked soon after that. I think it's very harsh. I mean, they were struggling in the Prem and the Champions League, but then he's just so he's such a good manager. Sacking him that or getting is a bit harsh, but I really can't complain. They have been so much better after that. Graham Potter is still unbeat, uh, unbeaten um, in the Premier League and in the Champions League too. He should have lost against us, but I mean, he still got a draw that's not bad against a team like ours, which has been improving. They could finish in the top, top four. I think personally they will. I think Newcastle will be sixth. I think we'll be fifth. So, yeah, let's see where they go, though. Let's see where they go from now. Now, in at fourth, you have Newcastle. Uh, boy, oh boy, they have been really good. They have been absolutely wonderful. And the Saudi money, or whatever you want to call it, has really paid off. Bruno Gumaraj is a top level midfielder, he's genuinely world class. I'm, I wasn't shocked that after Casimiro left uh, Real Madrid, Real Madrid were looking at him as one of the options. He is really phenomenal. Add to that, you have uh, Alan St. Maximum, you have uh, Joe Linton, you have a really tall um, physical back line which consists of both Dan Byrne, uh, Sven Botman and um, their captain as well. So, overall, it's a really good side. And Nick Pope as well in goal has been absolutely phenomenal. Add to that, the Swedish striker that they have added, uh, Isaac, he's been uh, really good. I think overall, Newcastle just just look like a really solid team. And I would personally be surprised if they don't finish uh, in any of the European places. I fully think they're capable of finishing in the Conference League, perhaps even slightly pushing for the Europa. And obviously, how can I forget? There is obviously uh, Kieran Trippier who has been uh, their captain on field and he has been really phenomenal. Uh, I have had him in FPL since game week one and it has paid off. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's been horrific for me earlier on when Athara was beating me in FPL. I've got him too now after my wildcard. So, I mean, let's go. We'll take that. But yeah. A win against um, Spurs 2-1 recently. That was amazing from them. I think that was really good from them. 2-1. I saw. I think I saw almost the whole game. They were really good. Miguel Almiron. This guy is amazing. His form has been so good recently. They also drew against us recently. Nil-nil at Old Trafford. According to me, that is a good result. I saw a few people betting against us, saying that Newcastle will defeat us. I honestly didn't see that happening. I don't think they could have defeated us. There was a possibility... But then I just thought we were a better team. Turns out we weren't. They really played well. But then, yeah, nil-nil rather suits both the teams on that occasion. They had a really good season so far. Fourth in the Premier League. Will they stay there? Definitely not. They will fall down to Europa League. Could be worse. Could be Conference League. They've, they've had six draws, I believe, this season. That's a, that's a lot of draws for a team like Newcastle who want to finish in, the, in Europe. They need to like reduce that. But again, when you see the teams they have drawn against... Um, against us, against City. That's amazing. Again, the draw against City, where at a point they were leading 3-1, I believe, at home. They did throw, um, throw it, um, but, I mean, it's still good. A draw against City is, is never bad. Let's see where they can go. I think they will finish in the top seven. I don't think it will be the top four, though. That has to be very difficult. That will be very difficult for Eddie Howe and the whole team. I mean, even if you're looking at the loss, that loss was just to Liverpool at Anfield. 2-1 yeah. loss in which they conceded a 90-plus-8 winner of Fabio yeah. Capello, Which Correct. is really not the worst, uh, like, you know, result for them, you know? So, yeah. looking at only one loss, which was against Liverpool at Anfield again, that's really, really impressive for Newcastle. That is true. Up next, uh, at third place, we have Tottenham. Uh, absolutely pathetic. <laughs> absolutely pathetic. No, but like removing... I, the I bias, completely, I removing completely bias, agree. So, removing the bias. Let, let, let's try to be fair for you. 
they have a really good squad don't they they look really really impressive um i don't know but personally i really don't like the conte way but he has gotten them winning recently they have fallen off back to back defeats i think and that's not a great sign for tottenham but i still think tottenham will pull through i do think they'll finish fourth kane is absolutely brilliant and it's again conte the, the football may not be attractive but it it he's a top class manager no one is comparing that um so let's see where tottenham finish i absolutely hate them but that's a different thing yeah as an arsenal fan i get it for you but yeah so they had a really good start of the premier league and now and they are in third so that's still pretty decent but now you look at them they are they've got what two wins in the last five six points that really isn't great for a team like Tottenham who are looking to push for the Champions League spot which they are, I mean they are in third still can they get it again they probably can but then the recent two losses against United and against Newcastle have been horrible they were completely dominated by United at Old Trafford I get the point that's at Old Trafford but you can't get dominated by us. We aren't that good of a team. We've got a decent midfield. I get that. But still, this was just a horrific performance. As Conte said, they have been horrible against the big teams. I think they have been good against the smaller teams. You see them winning, winning against Everton, against Brighton, um, against Leicester 2-6-2. That was amazing. But yeah, then you look at the big teams. Lost the game, 2-0 against us. 2-1 against Newcastle, who aren't even that big of a team. 3-1 against Arsenal. That is not great from them. They need to improve against the big teams, especially with um, Liverpool and City yet to play. That's going to be hard for them. So it'll be really, really hard for them now. Yeah, I completely agree with you, what you said. Um, now, in its second place, we have the team that has been labelled as the favourites to win the league, Manchester City. Um, okay, so for clarification here. Man City are a wonderful team, but however, week in, week out, you hear like you hear players, you hear analysts saying that they're the best team in the league, about how they are the best team that they have seen in a very long time. They're still second. They're still two points off the top of the league. And they have lost, drawn twice. They have lost once. I remember there was a Crystal Palace game, which they could have lost. They could have lost that Newcastle game that they drew. Uh, the one loss is fine, that initial one loss against Liverpool at Anfield, which we don't complain about. But yeah, there have been few results that really could have gone far worse from them. And now when you're looking at it, they have two postponed fixtures in Arsenal and Tottenham, either of which could go terribly. So, like, they could perhaps even lose both. I think they have Tottenham as... That's, that's what happened. Come on now. I, I mean, comparatively, Tottenham did the double over them last season. I do think the counter-attacking form of Tottenham may suit it. I think mm-hmm. if Tottenham could definitely they're capable of getting a draw there. And us against at the Emirates is obviously going to be tough. I think so. Uh, so they could well perhaps lose a lot of points in the upcoming game weeks. Until the World Cup though, their uh, run is very favourable. It's I think Leicester and a few mid-table teams. So I think that's fine as long as they can win those. And they probably will because of one robot machine called Erling Haaland. Yes, 17 goals in 11 games. 17. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Are legendary stats. He could well perhaps finish the season on like the record goals. He could easily perhaps finish the season on record goals. He's he, going to be that, yeah. He really is going to be that. Another level. Another level. Yeah, they had a really good season study so far. They have had a few draws which have put like put the title race in jeopardy i don't think it will be the same case coming to february i think they will be leading the premier league i think they will defeat arsenal at the emirates i'm going for a very bold prediction of three nils at even at the emirates i'm calling it right here i think they'll dismantle arsenal we haven't lost I, at the emirates in months they'll still do it i i believe in city i think no, just i am actually gonna call out and say we are gonna smash city at the emirates Clip him, yeah. Just please clip Atharva for yeah, that. I think, yeah, yeah. Just watch it happen. Smash City at the Emirates. <laughs> watch it happen. So we're going to demolish going to Expect a yeah. uh, Gabriel Jesus goal against his former club. <laughs> expect you know a Ayo Saka wonder strike. And yeah, you watch it. Watch it. We're going to. That would be special. 
that would be special. Gabriel Jesus goal, Zinchenko too, to be fair, against his former team, if he yes. if he will be fit. And yeah. the vis- visual of Arteta handshaking with Pep after the game, <laughs> knowing that he's uh, at the top of the Premier League and not Pep Guardiola. Oh, it, that it would be amazing, but that won't happen. This that won't like, happen. This is meant to happen. It is meant to happen. It is meant to happen, but it won't. It really won't. Let's I be honest. Be yeah. very careful. It just might. It it won't be. Yeah, I think they will demolish Arsenal. The Emirates. They they don't face like a, a difficult team until after the after the World Cup. So that's good for them. Personally, I would love to see an Arsenal versus City game right now. Both the teams are in amazing form. I don't know how it will be after the World Cup. Will Arsenal still have that form? I don't know. Personally, they honestly could. But let's see. Uh, yeah, talking about City, they all they just always have the form. They never they ne- they are never out of the form in the last four four seasons. When have you ever seen a City team going into a big game and you think, oh yeah, they lose? It's it does it, it never happens. That's just the consistency but with I them. Erling Haaland of fixtures uh, is going going to be an issue for them. Now, when you're looking at it, you come be. from the World Cup. You they're oh. obviously going to have the round knockout stages, right? The round of sixteen matches and stuff. Yeah. What if they draw Real Madrid and you think they will play their first team? You think they'll play Haaland on a Sunday when they're playing Real Madrid on Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, they won't draw Real Madrid because I think they'll drop they'll drop the group. But yeah, they could draw a difficult team that could pose an I mean, issue. But again, I think for a round of sixteen, they'll still eventually face Real like a big team, right? In the quarterfinal, semi-final. Right. That's at least that's that's four game weeks. There four game weeks affected because of it, right? Uh, ideally yes, but then again, I don't know. They just have the squad depth, though, don't they? Houdin Arvarez, he's amazing. Yes, but he then really what, if facing, very good what if they're facing Arsenal, uh, or, or say a Real Madrid caliber team, and followed by Tottenham? That these are three fixtures where they easily they could lose. <laughs> That's true. That really is. So true. I think then... with City, you don't realize, and if they're dropping points now, I think things could be far more. I don't think it'll be far worse though. Um, I think they will um, play well. I think against the team next post, they will ideally dominate them, even with the backup team with Calvin Phillips and God knows who, if, if he's fit. Um, they could do well. Let's see what they do. But yeah, I think they could really finish higher. Um, um, yeah. I- yeah, it, it only time can tell. But as of right now, let's end on the final main team. The main team, which has been, in my opinion, in my biased opinion, the best team so far, <laughs> Arsenal. Um, oh, wow. Before I, get on to my, before I get on to my annoyances with the Southampton result, just wow. What a start this has been for Mikel Arteta. What a start this has been for Arsenal. It's been brilliant. You know, I'll actually let you speak first on this. Because I really want to hear it from a third person here. Arsenal, what do you think of it? Um, yeah, I mean, they have had a very good start of the season. Bottling the Champions League last time round. Well, yeah, I mean, this season they have had a very good reaction to that. Force in the league, lost only one game. To us, I would like to point that out again. But yeah, um, <laughs> they, have, they have had a really good season so far. Just... Recently, drew to Southampton in the league. So, according to me, they've only what dropped points in two games against United and against Southampton, which is a there is a, a really big contrast between the two teams. But yeah, yeah, would they win the league? I don't think so. I really don't think so. But let let's see what they do. I would like you to speak further on that because it's your team. So yeah, it's, it's would they win the league? Probably not. Could they win the league? Yes, I think the squad is capable. The first team is definitely capable. You're looking at a very young, exciting, exhilarating uh, attack, which has Gabriel Martinelli, who's been on phenomenal form. One of the best wingers in the Premier League right now on current form. Bukayo Saka, well, he needs no introduction. Gabriel Jesus, who has had a recent dry uh, patch, but even he, he brings so much to the team. Follow that up with the Granit Xhaka, who is playing like a world-class midfielder. Granit Xhaka has been Arsenal's player of the season so far. He's been beautiful. And uh, give him a Thomas Brown. Give him Martin Odegaard. This is a yeah. world-class midfield. I mean, not world-class, but the turnaround for um, Xhaka has been super. I mean, you're looking at Xhaka. He's Probably playing like a world-class player. I'll not exactly. call him world-class. Odegaard has the potential to be world-class for sure. Agreed. 
Partey is world class. He has been. He is. Well, is he though? Is he that good? Is he that good? Right now, Fabinho isn't there at all. At all. Okay, agree. I think Casemiro is number one right now. You are. I think Casemiro is number one. I think Rodri is number one. I think Casemiro is number one. It's Rodri, Casemiro, uh, Bruno Guimaraes. Who else is better? Nah. I think Bruno Guimaraes is, is worse. Bruno Guimaraes is better than Thomas Partey. No, I think he's worse than Thomas Partey. I think Thomas Partey is better than Bruno Guimaraes. There's Gumarish. only two, two people we can name who are perhaps better than Thomas Partey. And one thing I'd like to point out, ball progression of Thomas Partey is better than both these players you have mentioned, Casemiro and Rodri. Yeah, I mean, that's because he's had very few games in the Premier League, Casemiro But so ball far. progression though, the way he moves yes. the team forward is absolutely <laughs> yeah. brilliant for Thomas Partey. So I think he's mm-hmm. really good. Back that up with uh, Saliba, Ben White, Gabriel, Tierney, Zinchenko, Tomiyasu. This is a really, really good side. And Mikel Arteta as well. He's a tactical genius. Fantastic manager. Fantastic manager. He's really yeah. good. And it's just the depth isn't there, you know. Lately, yeah. our performances haven't been good. You are looking at, they had three, we had three 1-0 victories in the, like before the Southampton game. And it's mm-hmm. like, we play well, we get that one lead, and then there's something missing. We lack that clinical ability. Uh, this is due to Gabriel Jesus not scoring, but there's also something else that's lacking. Perhaps it's the, uh, too many games. Which that's possible. Like, that definitely is possible. in October, yeah. and we have won eight, which is again really good. And yes. Yeah, and like it's like one of those games, I knew the Southampton game was coming sooner or later because of the fact that you can't... <laughs> Hanging on to one in one. In the fatigue just it just kicks in after a time, doesn't it? Yeah, I the think it's just is that. And the yeah. bench isn't good enough. If you want a striker to come a, come and like score goals, Eddie Nketiah is not the man. If you want um mm-hmm. Bingo to come, Marquinhos isn't it? So it's like there are barely any good players that could come off and be the differentiate uh, differential. So I think Arsenal so far though have been absolutely brilliant. That's all I can say. Yeah, they have had a very good season. Let's hope, you would hope they they hold on. Personally, I would too. I would rather have Arsenal win the Premier League other than City. So yeah, let's see where they go. I think the fact this. is that you just win as much as you can before the World Cup. We have a few games coming up. We have Chelsea away as well. I think if we win three of these matches before the World Cup, huh? Is that before the World Cup? Yes, we do. Well, I mean, Amazing game. That'll be an amazing game. And if it? we can win these matches, I think we go into the World Cup with perhaps at least a two-point lead over City or mm-hmm. perhaps extend that a bit. You're looking... Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, We come back from it. We have January to make uh, improvements. And after that, it's just a matter of... Once you reach into January, February, it's just a matter of keeping pace then. Then we just have to win. You look that at this true. game as a knockout. Once we reach that stage where we are like four points ahead of City, we just have to look at every game as a knockout and start winning them. And there is, I'm not saying that there's no possibility we'll win the league. Chances are we won't, but I'd like to believe it. And Yeah, I think it's worth just focusing on, on one competition. If you if you focus on the league, I think you will be knocked out in the Europa League. The most though. I really think so. Well, I don't think you have the depth to win it all, no? I think but, you will... But we could if sign people you in January. The... If we get two or three good signings, and our signings have been absolutely brilliant. That's true. But again, how much will Arteta sign that thing? How about... Where do you think you need... How about a mood right trick? Now? How about... Um, there, there a what? A mood, mood trick, right? From uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Oh, yeah. I thought just... Put your mortgage put there. Okay, yeah. No, no. Correct. No, <laughs> no. Just put your mortgage no, put there. No, okay, no. yeah. Like the players, you could go get Cody Gakpo. These are good players that you could. He won't with. sign for you. He won't sign for. He's think... coming to us next season. No, he's not. He is. He's not. He is. He, he definitely is. You don't need a winger. Being a striker, no, he's a striker. He's not. He's a... No, but we'll put him up front. That's what we do. Yeah, we just put him. We just put him up front. Up front. Rashford, exactly. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, he has been amazing though. Let's be honest. Has he? Has he? He's been decent. Can't score. Yeah. He can't. He was shooting. He was bad against Chelsea. He just didn't do well against he Chelsea. Can't he can't finish had. a one. We want to save his life at times, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. But then he, he still he has a quality to sometimes do it. So let's see where, where he goes from there. Let's see. Anyways, this has been a great first episode, and we have gone yeah. through all the teams. And we'll be back next game week to like discuss the next game week, whatever happens there. So, yeah, 
it's been great and uh thank you if you if you would like to drop a review you could email us at the two reds um with a double s at gmail.com it's spelled as t-h-e two r-e-d double s at gmail.com if you just want to drop us a review maybe a compliment or just wants wants like do something better a few topics we could focus on just please email us there our socials my social is at argorovara on instagram and twitter and atharva can tell the history all yeah my socials i barely remember them now we'll attach it uh, we'll attach it as a form of attachment yeah so, we'll do that anyway it's been uh, it's been great uh, to talk to rajul uh, talk to you rajul about likewise likewise and uh, i hope you all have a good week uh, and uh, happy diwali yeah happy diwali everyone thank you for watching this